And though Ella May knew that her mother would sacrifice anything for her family, she'd never been good at showing affection. Ella May could count on her fingers how many times she'd seen her mother hug or kiss one of her three sisters. As for her own childhood memories, Ella May had treasured the moments before sleep when her beautiful mother, clad in a flowing nightgown the same shade as the moonlight, would tiptoe into her room and bestow a butterfly-light kiss on her daughter's cheek. She'd whisper a poem or sing an old lullaby to her only child before saying, I love you. Then she'd drift away again, as ethereal as a dream. I am feeding the fish, her mother replied with a small smile. Japanese beetles are hitchhiking on all of those petals. I'm out of the spray I make with cayenne and jalapeno peppers and didn't feel like mixing up another batch so I'm going after the pests in a slightly more brutal fashion. As Ella May watched, one of the beetles lost its grip on the rose petal and fell into the water. Within seconds, a dark shape emerged from the depths, and a white, toothless mouth swallowed the insect so quickly that neither woman actually saw the fish. It was more of an impression of a fish than a genuine sighting. Dozens and dozens of petals drifted away from the dock, coaxed away from the shore by the current. Everywhere Ella May looked, ripples and splashes surrounded the flowers. Apparently the word spread among the fish population, she said. Snack time at the Partridge Hill dock. Her mother smiled and reached down to greet Chewy, who loved her earthy scent and the way her strong, elegant fingers scratched him behind the ears. What are you up to today? I'm hoping to buy a car. Ella May said. An old mail jeep, actually. Can I borrow your Suburban to drive to Kennesaw? The sellers told me to swing by any time. Will you bring them a pie? Her mother asked. Ella May hadn't planned to, but it seemed like a good idea. She briefly wondered if she should try to influence the seller's willingness to come down in price, but then hastily discarded the notion. I will only use my powers for good, she silently vowed, her mouth curving into a self-effacing grin as she thought about how ridiculous she sounded, even to herself. I'll bake them something, she answered her mother. I have plenty of fresh raspberries. Peaches, too. Yes, a peach and raspberry pie with a lattice crust. Thanks for the suggestion. Adelaide nodded and gazed out over the lake again. Reba told me about yesterday's fiasco, Are you running a new ad in the paper? Irritated by Reba's lack of discretion, Ella May sighed. It's on my to-do list. Buy a car, hire an employee, get a haircut, stop and catch my breath. No time for that, her mother teased. Summer's almost over, but the tourists will be back for leaf-peeping and harvest festivals, and September's a popular month for weddings. I heard the Lake Havenwood Hotel has had every Saturday booked for over a year, and though Le Bleu has its own pastry chef, I wouldn't be surprised if a few brides found their way to your shop. Pies are the new cupcakes, you know. Wedding pies? Stacked in a tier with the bride and groom stuck into the crust? With a laugh, Ella May threw Chewy's stick onto the grass at the dock's edge. He barked once and leapt after it, his stubby tail wagging madly. But her mother was serious. Absolutely. You need to get to the more recent issues of your stack of food magazines. Pies are all the rage. They're even more popular than cupcakes. 
Many modern brides are looking to have a simpler wedding, a casual, intimate celebration, and others just don't have enough money for a six or seven dollar slice of cake. Nodding absently, Ella May thought of her own wedding. Sloane had spent an incredible amount of money on her dress, the flowers, and a luxurious reception at the Ritz-Carlton in New York's Battery Park. Everything had been beautiful, but both the ceremony and reception had passed by in a blur of flashbulbs and the smiling faces of acquaintances and strangers. Ella May hadn't told anyone from Havenwood that she was getting married because she knew that her family disapproved of her choice of spouse. As a result, she'd known almost none of the 250 guests attending what was supposed to have been the most magical day of her life. There'd been a hollow place in Ella May's heart as she'd walked up the church aisle without holding on to anyone's arm. It was an emptiness that she...